You're welcome back to the Anton Savage Show uh, this New Year's Eve. Um, we're looking at 2022 departing, 2023 coming in. Of course, one of the big momentous parts of 2023 is that it is 25 years, a quarter of a century, that the Good Friday Agreement will have been in place. And one of the chief architects of the Good Friday Agreement is with me this morning, former Taoiseach Bertie Hearn. Morning, Bertie. Good morning to you. Did you think, as you sit on the cusp of a quarter century of the Good Friday Agreement, that we would be further on than we are? Or do you think we have progressed better than was to be expected? Um, I think in some areas, the society in the North has moved so far. I mean, the economy is strong, could be stronger. Investment is strong, could be stronger. Um, the, the way of life, I mean, they've had a, a good year uh, in the North. They've had a good Christmas. Uh, you know, life has been good. Um, you know, the, the restaurants, the theatres and all of that like, is brilliant and they, none of that existed. So all of that is good. Uh, and I, I think, you know, there's far more community relationships and, you know, even sport and body. So, so I think all of what we would call general society is good. Politics, painful, you know, politics, painful. Um, unnecessarily so. Like time and time again, they have... Uh, found things to fight about if it's if, if it wasn't the, you know the environmental grant system um it was that and if it wasn't that it was something else so you know the things that had nothing to do with the peace process things that not to this is the aligned thing it's nothing to do with a lot of the things that caused all the the problems and down through the the trouble years from 68 on so uh, that's been a disappointment i mean normal politics uh, under the agreement and the three institutions of the agreement should have worked. And it, just quickly look look at them. My strand one, which was the internal position in Northern Ireland, the executive in the assembly has been down more often than it's been up. That's that's bad. Uh, strand two, north south, um, it works well when it's working, but hasn't moved on, hasn't evolved, and hasn't uh, been helped by Brexit. No, it hasn't definitely been helped by Brexit. So, a strand trade relationship between Ireland and Britain that has been fairly appalling for the last few years looks as if it's going to um, improve. Uh, but even the intergovernmental conference between the, the two governments hasn't been meeting. So, so the political life, society, economy, culture, sport, blah blah, all good. Politics, you know. Those three strands. Can I ask you about the last one of those? I'm always interested in how much those political and diplomatic relationships hinge on the the central individuals. You look back at Thatcher and Reagan and the sense of of affinity between those two and you think, well, did, did that drive the two countries together in a way that mightn't have been done just with the bureaucracy? The same thing, do we need people in as Taoiseach and as Prime Minister who had the kind of relationship that, for instance, you would have had with Tony Blair? Did, did that matter? Yeah, it does matter. It, it matters hugely because like in all relationships, if the old body language, you know, and the uh, the means of communicating doesn't work, well, nothing works. And, 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 and that, that that's the difficulty. And from where does that come? Is that is that that you build up trust over time or is it just you happen to get along, yeah. eyes meet across well, a crowded yeah, room? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit of eyes meet across the room is, is definitely a part of it. Uh, and people's personality is part of it. Um, but then it can be like... Boris Johnson, for example, a, a colourful guy, a very bright guy, you know, academically, blah, blah, journalistically, was, you know, top of the game, writes brilliant articles in half an hour, you know, he, all that. But he 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 wasn't interested in, in, in the relationship. Like, he, he went to no meeting 
There was no meeting. And then because the Intergovernmental Council, he wasn't going to the meetings, there was no meetings. So the relationship, and then we had, you know, Simon Coveney, you know, during the, the, the year, this fast end, and, you know, saying, you know, that relationships were never worse. And, and, and because the, the, he just, he, he didn't care. And, and because he didn't care, things drift. So I think the relationship is huge. So hopefully, hopefully that we get to a position now where where that'll improve. Is it is it more difficult to do in a context where you, you talked about the three strands, the last of which was the relationships. The first was the societal reality and the norms in Northern Ireland. You talked about people able to go to the theatre, able to go to bars and dinners and, and uh, rub along normally. Back when the Good Friday Agreement was being instituted, it was in the context of conflict and murder and maiming and horrors. Does the fact that things are sort of rubbing along take a lot of the pressure and the impetus off? Do people no longer care generally? Um, I think the people in the North do. I mean, uh, the people in the North, um, you know, it's because it's their life and because they've grown up in this life, they tend to watch, you know, what's going on a bit maybe closer than, than we, we do. Like people here, you know, watch political problems, listen to political problems, and generally in the north, it's it's always very personal, you know, and uh, and sometimes too tribal. But maybe, you know, that's changing a bit with the alliance su- success. But it 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 is. Um, I I still think there there is a, a a difficulty in you know the the British mentality to the north. I mean, they probably don't care too much about the place anyway, though. They won't admit that, um, and I understand that. But you know, they they still have politicians in the north who, like, if you take the DUP, Jeffrey Donaldson, a good guy, I know him for Yonks, and you know, a, a, a good guy, and he he doesn't trust the British. He probably trusts the Irish government more, but he because of his tradition, he has to to, to align himself. And what, 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 where has that got them? I mean, they've been left down endless times. They, 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 they probably feel betrayed. Um, and still they kind of, well, we won't do with the Irish government. So, so there is that, that, that sense of always going back to the us and them. Are you loyalists? Are you unionists? Explain you know? the bit that I, because I still don't fully understand this. The, the uh, Irish Times did a, a poll um, in conjunction with an um, academic body that studies uh, Northern politics about, I think about a month ago at this point. And what it revealed was that unexpected, you know, unsurprisingly, among the the Protestant loyalist community, there was a, a, a an almost overwhelming desire not to uh, conjoin with the uh, Republic. But among the nationalist Catholic community, there was only about a fifty fifty. So overall, you had only you had probably two thirds of Northern Ireland which regarded the notion of joining into United Ireland as anathema. Why is that the case in the second community? Yeah, I I, I think you know. Even before the Troubles, that was the case. You know, people forget now because a long, long time ago, a few generations back. But, you know, there were were always... uh, And within the Catholic, you know, tradition in the North, uh, they they had a view, well, listen, if things are okay, things are okay. And if we're working, the economy is okay. And the education system, the health system is working. You know, why why change it? And that hasn't changed. I mean, that's that's still there. And... um, I think they would certainly like a United Ireland, or as I rather say, a, a New Ireland, and and they would like that. But you know, the, the reality is, people are not. You know, I I think the idea of having these polls and you know it's for your interest and all that. But un- until you have stable institutions in the north for a prolonged period, number one, and secondly, until the shape of a New Ireland is set out where people see how is it going to work, how is it going to work for me. 
that they're not going to support it. And why would they? I mean, it's the old position. If you're in, if you're in doubt, you put it out. And and you know, I I wasn't at all. Um, surprised by the polls because un- unless people see the details and I really think it's a cart before the horse like unless we seriously north and south and particularly the people who want and, and like to see United Ireland and New Ireland which I would but the people have to understand that all has to be worked out in enormous detail uh, and put in front of the people before they'll countenance it. And it, it, the idea of talking about, uh, as, as some people were, now they've gone off it recently, but some people talked about a border poll, a border poll, a border poll that has not got the, the story about how it's going to work is, 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 is not alone not a good idea. It's kind of stupid. That thing of the how it's going to work for me element, for a lot of the community, there is there's po- there is the possibility of an answer that is positive and beneficial to the various different bits of the community. Without wishing to tire everybody with the one brush, there is a demographic within loyalism, a young male, um, probably lower socioeconomic uh, brackets, who may find themselves feeling completely disenfranchised and abandoned if such a poll is successful in the track. And that's where violence may come from if that happens. What do you do to avert that? Can anything be done to avert I that? I think it can. I, I mean, and it, it has to be done not of saying, listen, we're up here to help. Um, and the reason we want to help the lives community because we want to convince it into a united Ireland. I mean, if you try that one, you're going to get nowhere. Um, but I think in fairness, and I've worked hard over the years to try and understand and get to know loyalism and a lot of good people in, in, the, in the community. And, you know, I think they, they, they have to see the economic and social benefits um, of the peace process. They have to see that there's jobs and hope and a future and confidence for their community. And uh, as of today, they don't see that. They just do not see it. And um, the way of, of doing that is into investment and, and you know job creation. I have to say, I did offer David Trimble, who, you know, died during the course of the year and was ended up a, a great friend of mine. But I did offer with him that um, West Northern Ireland and IDA would amalgamate uh, and that we would have, as we have in tourism, one body. And he saw the sense of it, but the politics of it wasn't possible. And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to do that at the time was then we could target the investment um, that we brought into the island of Ireland into the places, whether they be nationalists or, 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 or unionism. And that now, 25 years later, still applies. Um, when you meet the community leaders, excellent people in loyalist areas who are not afraid to come to Dublin and you know, or generate with us, okay, they're British and they believe in the union and you know, that, that isn't an argument to have with them. But they do not see the economic benefits and they, they feel that other sectors of society have had that benefit. So you, to answer your question, if, if we ever want to see a new Ireland, those communities have to see a future. You describe David Trimble as a, uh, the late David Trimble as a, a great friend. Do you actually become friends with people who are that far away in the political divide? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, if I grew up in a household in Drunkhander where if you mentioned Ian Paisley, um, you know, God knows what would happen. Um, uh, and then I ended up, um, Ian Paisley and, and his wife, Baroness Eileen, you know, saying prayers over my father's grave at the Republican plot in Glass and Evan. You know, you couldn't really move further. And, you know, I think we're dealing with them, getting respect with them, understanding them. 
you know, and 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 you know, I I am now I I have to say very good friends with the Trimble family, with Daphne, um, uh, with with Barnes Eileen, um, I I I get on very well with them, um, and you know, I would be regularly in touch with them, and and that's that's how it it moves from where it it was when I started this game. You, over the past couple of years, you've worked in, you were uh, pre-war in uh, Ukraine working there. You were um, chairing the peace process in Papua New Guinea for an extended period of time. You were looking at at conflict resolution around the world. Is Northern Ireland any different? Are they all the same? They're a bit the same. The, the, The kind of personalities in the conflict, the issues might be different. You know, what caused the conflict? Papua New Guinea was a mining issue of all things, but 23,000 people got killed uh, in an area in Bougainville the size of Munster. You know, you can imagine you imagine that. Everywhere you went in Bougainville, there was a white cross where someone died, so there was white crosses everywhere. Um, so, you know, in all, in, in the Basque country where, where I was involved with Kofi and Anne, you know, back 10, 12 years ago, um, it was the same thing, you, you know, the, 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 the huge animosity. So, you know, the, the, the conflicts, it's about getting to know the, the players. And, and But the important thing, and this is the hard thing all the time, is that the reason the North and the Good Friday Agreement has been successful, and with all its its faults, nobody's come up with a better idea, and nobody will, I mean, because it is the fact that we all have to try to work together and get on and try and have political institutions that, that work. Um, it, it, I think, the, but the big thing is that it's 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 you have to identify what's the cause, what's the underlying problem, who the players are. And if it's not inclusive, um, what delayed us, and, and it's not to take away any of the efforts that all the people made, you know, on the Sunningdale Agreement or the Anglo-Irish Agreement in 74, 85, any of those things, they were all people really did their very best. But they weren't inclusive. And it's the same around the world. If you don't try and take in the people who are the people who are causing the problems and convince them away from that, then you don't stop the violence. If you don't stop the violence, you can't make any progress. And, you know, it's a hard thing to do. Let me talk a little bit about um, your own personal situation as you look into the new year ahead of 2023. There's always a lot of speculation about what your plans might be or what your desires might be. There was the whole thing of whether or not you would be rejoining Fianna Fáil. Not that there was evidence that you were knocking on the door in Main Street saying, Les, let me back in. There was suggestions that you might look at the presidency, all of that kind of stuff. What do you actually want to do for 2023? Well, I tell you, the things that I'm probably busier than ever, I I keep on my, I have a regular fight with with Georgina and Cecilia, my two daughters, about when you're going to slow up. You you said you were retiring (laughs) and now you're busier than ever. And it's a bit of that, even the last few weekends, I've I've tried to keep my weekends off, but I've been off, you know, on on the pre-Christmas period doing commemorations around the country and all the things. So, you know, the, the things I, I'm deeply involved in the North still, involved with Queens, involved with the George Mitchell schools in Queens, involved in Minute, um as well, and, you know, involved in a, a lot of, of, of peace. So I found my life has been pulled very much to peace, 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 conflict resolution. Um, so I, I'm going to, obviously, next year is going to be a big a big year, and we're, we're you know, Tony Blair and Clinton and Mitchell, hopefully, if his health is right, and it'll, it'll be over, and... You know, I think that's going to be a it's going to be a, a, a but good period. Do you have a yearning for politics, though? Uh, I, I, sorry, I, I don't mean it. I don't mean to be to be not, digging, but, yeah, but I, no, I would not, imagine not, if you're not, that in it not, for as long as yeah, you were. Yeah, not at the, the day level. to day stuff. Like, like I, I, I don't watch the doll stuff anymore. Actually, when I do, I don't feel excited about it. But I don't watch. I don't watch that. Um, 
But, but I, do you watch I, the polls and think, oh, I do, lads, I do, I do lads. watch the poll. I do watch the polls, um, and you know, I, I, I the thing about the polls. As soon as I see the polls nowadays, I, I look to see how they were done. I'm not, I'm not a big believer in online telephone polls. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. And maybe, maybe technology is, is is proved, but but I do watch that. But the things I I I, I obviously care big time what's going to happen. Um, I suppose about three big things for for the year that's that's that, that's ahead of us. Um, I'd love to see the institutions in the north up and running and stability and normal life of education and health and environment in the north. That's my number one thing. I'd love to see the end to the war in in Ukraine and and the poor Ukrainians you know get back their their, their country and see a solution to that because. It, it's knocking so many problems around the world, but forget about all of those. If it's for the Ukrainians, and and, and I know the country well, um, that's the second thing. And I suppose the third thing, I I, I just, you know, you do worry if high interest rates um, were to continue, and if inflation doesn't stabilize, which I think it will, by the way. But if if you know, then you you it doesn't feed into the problems of the tech sector or how it would affect our our country, like so many. Of these companies or companies that I, in my earlier years as Labour Minister, Finance Minister, you know, had the privilege um, of of going knocking at their door and trying to convince them that that Ireland was a lovely place and you know you love to see the success, but whenever there's a problem, you you, you worry about you know the, the Part- work. and particularly not just the the, the labour cost, but how do you actually house the employees of those who may yeah, still be coming so, in? So they're, they're they're the big problems that has to be that have to be dealt with. While we're talking about jobs, finally, as if the sector wasn't competitive enough in broadcasting and podcasting, I believe you're taking jobs from the rest of us. <laughs> no, I've I've I've, I've enjoyed um, very, very much with News Talk. We. We've worked now, you know, practically all year um, uh, on talking to all the main players um, in in uh, in Northern Ireland, and you know, we we've been in, in, in Belfast, we've you know, on, on, on to London, and you know, we've been onto the states, and we've we've been you know trying to to uh, record twenty five years, and you know what happened, how it happened, how the events happened. And importantly, where where the future lies. So, so sort of the definitive analysis. Of yeah, yeah. Be, be, because the one good thing is, you know, I I've read quite a, a lot of the uh, the books that have been written, and sometimes I look at some of the books and I say, "Gee, was I there at all?" Uh, so, so, so. <laughs> yes, I, we, specifically, which ones, Bertie? Which, which we, do you rate as the worst? We, 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 well, there's been a few done by British civil servants, and and, and they certainly weren't there. Maybe I was asleep. <laughs> but so I think this is an effort, an, an effort with News Talk to 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 actually um, have a have a good archive record of of what did happen, because you know, funny. I've been in schools a lot, and you know the the uh, Good Friday Agreements is on the curriculum now um, for the Leaving Cert next June. So you know it's a, that shows how old I am. But it 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 is it is interesting. I think, and we, we do want to show to the current generation and to the rising generation what it was all about. Well, that'll be coming in 2023 here on News Talk on the Go Loud app. Bertie Hearn, Happy New Year, and thank you very much for coming. And the same in. to you, and have a great New Year.